Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hello, everybody, and welcome for another edition of the Rocky Top Roundtable. It is Missouri week, a huge game for Tennessee as they look to get win number eight on the season before Georgia rolls into town next week. Guys, this is a game that uh, you bet Eli Drinkwitz has had circled for the last year or so. Uh, no last doubt. couple of years, yeah, actually. I mean, Tennessee's obviously had their number robbed. They put up big, huge numbers offensively. Missouri's had a hard time stopping them. This is Missouri's best team that Eli Drinkowitz had. This is a big game for Missouri. I think the pressure falls on Missouri for this game, but this is certainly one that the Tigers are looking forward to. Oh, I, I'm, I agree. I, I think they are feeling the pressure. I mean, it's been a, it's been a good year. For, it's been a great year for them, really, from where they've been, you know, in, in the last decade. But, you know, uh, they don't really have a win that has a lot of pop. I mean, they beat Kansas State. It was dramatic in the second week of the season. But to beat a ranked team, a ranked team that has really had your number uh, for the last two years, I, I think that this would be a big one for Missouri. Eric, you look at the last two years. Tennessee's put up 60 plus mm -hmm. against Missouri, and I made that you know comment when we were doing you know Ramon Kale and Will earlier this week. I said, well, Missouri's got to prove that they can, you know, hold Tennessee under 60, and that was kind of a joke. But at the same time, it's not like Tennessee's done it with all a bunch of big splash passing plays. They've done it running the football. Two years ago in Columbia, they ran it up and down the field, um, you know, on the ground. In two games the last two years against Missouri, Tennessee has combined for 722 rushing yards. The game you're referencing, Austin, had a 438 rushing yards. So, yeah, I mean, it was a lot of Tyon Evans, Jabari Small, um, you know, Dylan Sampson a little bit. And, of course, now you got Jalen Wright, who's having an incredible year. And, I mean, that's what Tennessee wants to do. Tennessee's – the passing game's come along. Joe Milton's playing efficient. The receivers are coming. But Tennessee has run the football all year long so efficiently. The number one rushing offense in the country – or in the SEC – and guys, I don't see that um, you know deviating from that game plan this weekend at Missouri. I find it to me, I'm not sure what to make of the Missouri ground game because LSU did whatever they wanted to do against them on the ground. So did Kentucky, but then they were pretty decent against Georgia in the run game, and they've had some other games where yeah, they've given up 100 yards, Rob, but it's been 120. It's been they haven't given up that massive amount of yards, with the exception really of Kentucky. In LSU, but I still don't think that that's a great rush defense. Right, I'm, I'm with you, but I, and a lot of the LSU was Jaden Daniels being yeah, Superman. I mean, and that, that's you know Tennessee really doesn't have that element, but, but that's not how Kentucky gashed them. And 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 you're right, they held Georgia under under four yards a carry, 133 yards total. I mean that that was that was that was a big boy football game. Missouri went toe to toe with them, but Tennessee, no matter who they've lined up, Texas A&M had the best run defense in the, in the SEC. Uh, Kentucky was second. When they went, Tennessee has had success, you know, against teams that statistically were a lot better than Missouri in this conference. And I'm with Eric. I don't, I don't see Missouri being able to change that. Is, is this the week where we finally see Jalen Wright get to 20 carries? <laughs> I mean, every week you think it's going to happen, and every week Eric says, "Well, he won't average 10 <laughs> yards a carry," and then he does it again. I think he to watches clear, you and just gets fuming. To be clear, I said it one time this year, <laughs> but he's never. Actually, I didn't year. think you said the first two, and then and then after that. Well, well I mean, gosh, when he who would have saw this? Nobody sees when, when he's getting nine carries a game I mean he's just making the most of it but to your point it'd be great if Jalen Rob would get 20 carries a game because he is just playing at another level right now but until I see it I'm not going to believe it because Tennessee likes to 
run with Dylan Sampson, Jabari Small, and it keeps them all fresh, guys, and I think that's been a big reason for the success. Well, but I think it's one of those deals. You get in the second half of a football game and you get into a tight football game and, and you get a guy who's hot, Kentucky. you're going to ride him. Well, but but Jalen couldn't go in the sure. second half. He's Heel. throwing up on the sideline. He's, the... got a, he's got a foot deal. That's why Jalen, uh, why Dylan Sampson was in there in the fourth quarter. That wasn't the, okay, Jalen, you've done enough for today. We're going to go with, with mm. Dylan Sampson to get his numbers up. I think if you get into that scenario where you've got to have it, I do think you'll see the yard, yeah. the, the, the carries go up. They just haven't really been in that situation for the most part of the year. We need to work out like a, a, a deal like that, you know, after after the two-minute drill where we do some kind of cool, <laughs> cool handshake deal. Do you think I've got deal. enough coolness to have a handshake about me? <sighs> I'd like to think everybody's got just a little bit. Uh, I do not. Here's the question. Will Brent have a different one for all of us? No. I can't remember that much either. <laughs> i tell you what I do remember from last week's game is another efficient game from Joe Milton. Um, through the year, completing balls at a high clip. And, and Rob, hitting guys in stride. The last two weeks, and, and really the first half at Alabama, I mean, he's been excellent. I mean, you just take the Kentucky and UConn games. He's, he's 28 to 34 passing. He's done for four touchdowns. He's had zero turnovers and, and, and zero interceptions in the last three games. Now, he got strip-sacked at, at Alabama. But, you know, he was, you know, since that Texas A&M game where we're, or at least I was, like, you know, you can't, you can't win with that guy at the SEC. You know, when, when Heupel basically just resorted to, to throwing screen passes all game, uh, I take my hat off to him. I, he has clearly made strides this last month. Yeah, and I don't have the numbers in front of me. I don't have them memorized. But, Rob, you pointed this out in, in the 3 2 1 maybe a week or two ago. It's not just the efficiency of Joe Milton, it's the efficiency with an expanded passing game. Because it's not side to side anymore. Yeah. The average yards per attempt has dramatically jumped since really that Texas A&M game and that UTSA game where it was under five at one point, I think. Now they're in the 12s, 11. I mean, they are throwing the ball more vertically down the field with Joe Milton, and he's being more efficient Without, at it. Going in Kentucky, I, I remember clearly, it was 6.3 yards per attempt, not per completion, but per attempt. And that jumped, it's, it was over 10 against Kentucky, it was over 10 against UConn. It's, that's a dramatic difference. And I think he's moving around the pocket. You know, we talked about Nico, he got his opportunity, and that's the biggest takeaway from Nico. Joe Milton pocket presence, I think, has improved. I think he's stepping up. I think he's throwing off platform again that game against, I mean, UConn didn't really have to do an awful lot, but against Kentucky, man, he was throwing outside the pocket on the run and looking really good doing it. And maybe, Austin, that's effective him, you know, having a run game and getting hit a little bit early. Whatever's happening, he's been playing some really good football the last three weeks. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Weeks. Well, I did laugh. They went run, run, 82-yard touchdown. Then to get them all back, and it was like what second, the second, uh, second down. Joe had that kind of design run. It's like okay, we got to get that out of the way. It's like now, I mean, like Missouri's gonna be sitting there on go ready for him to run at some point, right? But I mean, like if that's what it takes to kind of get him into the flow, then I mean, I mean, yeah, I think that you just got to keep doing it because I mean, he has Rob hit the nail on the head has looked dramatically improved over the last month. And it's not to say he was playing terrible early in the year, but, I mean, you had a, a group of receivers that kind of had a little bit of a confidence problem. Brew McCoy goes out. He does have that Texas A&M game, which was his, you know, which was his low mark of the season. But, you know, 
There have been other times you know, early in the year where he didn't really play that bad, but the results weren't there like they are right now. Well, his situational awareness to me has gotten a lot better. And I go back to dropping your head to make sure you get to the sticks and running over a guy for a first down, sliding inbounds to keep the clock running, different things like that where I think Joe's made a real improvement. But I don't think you can oversell the improvement the wide receivers have made the last couple of weeks in this offense as well. They are playing at a different level, and it all goes together, right? What we talk about all the time on defense, you know, it's all 11, the pass rush in the back end, it's all tied together. In the passing game, it is all tied together, and Joe's getting more help than he did earlier. And to his credit, Josh Heupel has said that every week. You know, it all, you know when, he, when he get the postgame question about Joe Milton or the Monday question about Joe Milton, it was always, you know, 11 guys, guys around him got to play better. I mean, he, he wasn't making excuses for Joe, but he was – very quick to point out anytime, you know, not getting a lot of help here. Got to, you know, pass protection has to be better. But to your point, uh, Chaz Nimrod, Caleb Webb, and Dante Thornton the last couple of weeks, guys are making plays that weren't earlier. Defensively, Tennessee, you know, it, it's all about getting home. And, and I will maintain, you know, Missouri's going to get yards. Mm -hmm. How many times does Tennessee bend but not break, force field goal opportunities? Those type of things. Because I do think Missouri can move it between the 20s, but how many touchdowns do the Tigers score, Eric? Yeah, um, you need to have that mindset, that bend but not break. I mean, Brady Cook's having a great year. Luther Burden, who was officially deemed questionable on a Tuesday by Eli Drinkwitz, he's going to play. He's having a great year. Cody Schrader, the running back, is having a great year. Um, how do you stop it all? Well, it all starts with the run. That's what Josh Heupel said earlier this week on Monday. You're not going to completely shut him down, but if you can limit him like you've limited Ray Davis, then you can totally focus on the aerial attack and, and you're playing with some more confidence. Uh, we'll see. You're going to have to have some third down stops. You're going to have to have some fourth and short stops potentially. Trade sixes for threes, and I think that's how you can win this football game. And at points in time, Tennessee's defense has been good at that. Tennessee's defense has been good at getting after the passer. You need to not only affect the passer, but you need to get home, as you mentioned a couple times this week, something that hasn't been uh, accustomed to the last couple of weeks. I think first down numbers, you know, can you win first down, early downs, Rob, and force them into third and longer situations where maybe play action is not as effective. And the other thing, too, Missouri's had a bunch of splash plays. They've had a bunch of explosives this year. Tennessee hasn't given up many, but well, when they have, they've cost them. Yeah. Florida in the long run, Alabama to start the second half. They can't have that kind of bust in this game against this Tiger yeah, and, offense. And Missouri really wants to be balanced, and I, I think that it lends itself to you know those chunk plays because they make you play honest. Tennessee's been great at getting people behind the sticks, one of the best in the country in tackles for losses. We talked about the sacks. That's dried up the past couple of weeks, but you know they're still third in the SEC in that department. Generating negative plays I, I think is huge in this game. Missouri's very good at protecting the passer. Tennessee and Missouri coming up on Saturday at 3.30 on CBS. We do thank Sam Pittman for that, <laughs> as Eric and I will be doing the Saturday morning travel and then an early Sunday morning return. We appreciate you, Sam Pittman, <laughs> helping us us two on the end here get back safely for eric kane rob lewis and brent hubs i'm austin price for the rocky top roundtable this is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall he knows the show must always go on that's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working the hvac is humming and his facility shines with Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.